It's time to lead the people. The show for aspiring leaders at every level. If you want to boost your self-confidence, get noticed, and maximize your impact by leading others, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Matt Pepsel. Ready to lead? Follow me. Changing the way that you get your sleep can be completely life-changing for someone. That was Colin McIntosh, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, a fast-growing bedding and sustainability company based in Denver, Colorado. A few weeks ago, I wrote a LinkedIn post about how I had overslept and how I was glad that I did. Now, as a bald guy, I don't have to worry about bedhead, but that wasn't the reason. The real reason I was happy to oversleep is that my body just needed it. You know that feeling? Well, the passionate response to my LinkedIn post told me two things. First, sleep's important, and it's a deeply personal experience for most of us. Second, I don't know much about how to get a good night's sleep. That's why I enlisted Colin's help for this episode. Sheets and Giggles Eucalyptus Lyocell Sheets recently won Good Housekeeping Magazine's overall Best Sheets Award. Colin and his well-rested team are all about sustainability, reforestation, philanthropy, and building his cheeky brand. In our conversation, Colin shares his thoughts on why leaders often struggle to get enough sleep and how we can get better sleep and improve our performance as a result. Let's listen in. I had made this comment about sleep. And the response that it got on LinkedIn, in my example, was just something I hadn't really expected. And there was so much interest in this topic. And I think it's something that's very personal. We've kind of all experienced it in different ways. And when I went and looked, I found a recent Harvard Business Review article and it talked about how 42% of executives on average will get six hours of sleep or less. And it talked about how that can show up in the, in the, uh, in the results, right? So my question for you is, what do you think makes executives in particular susceptible to not getting enough sleep? Not enough hours in the day. That's, that's, that, that's it, basically. I think so. Uh, I have gotten really good. So, so, okay, so there's two, two things I'll say. One is that there's always more work to be done, always. So, so if, you are, if you're an executive, if you are someone who's a business owner, founder, CEO, CMO, whatever, I, I can tell you right now that when five, six o'clock comes around, I will have another hundred hours of work that I could do, that I could just keep doing because my to-do list is always doing this. Hmm. And and if I go back in time and look at my checked off boxes on my to-do list, it's just, it's astronomical, but it always, always grows. And so that's number one is there's always more work to do and, and no one knows it like the CEO. So like maybe my, my head of content or my brand manager or customer care or head of product, um, like the people I've talked about, maybe at some point they actually do reach a point where like, you know, my social media manager, they reach a point where it's like, I've done my to-do list and let me think of new things to do. And then they think they will think of new things to do with me. If I'm not spending time on, on one thing, something else is piling up. And so that's the thing is it's an ever, it's an ever, um, ever filling bathtub. It's a bathtub with the drain open. Um, and then, uh, item number two, is uh, as a fix to that, as I've grown and as the company has grown, I've gotten really good at telling myself the work will be there tomorrow. And so I used to stay up. I would just work and work and work until I fell asleep with my laptop on my stomach. And I would wake up and open it and start working again, uh, you know, four or five hours a night sleeping. Uh, now I do my best to get six to eight hours. And uh I've just gotten good at when it, when it hits one o'clock, when it hits two o'clock, I've gotten really good at saying just consciously the, 
the same work will be there tomorrow. And I have to close, close my laptop. And then I, when I wake up, sure enough, I, I pick up right where I left off. And, and that, that's, that conscious decision is good. So I put on my calendar every day. Now I have it at six o'clock. It's a personal goal. It says shut, shut her down. And I don't always do it. Um, but it is a nice physical reminder that like life goes on after work and, and work is a means to an end and not an end in itself. Yeah, I love that. The work will always be there, obviously. And and it's a it's a discipline thing. I think it's a it's a matter of prioritization for sure. And it's it's hard. And I think I think it's I've seen it be hard for uh, not just executives, but I think leaders again at every level who are level, hey, yeah. you know, I, I need to get noticed, I need to get ahead, you know, I need to keep up and some and people, some, people are, some people are built like that. Some people yeah. I, I got I got people on my team that I tell them I'm like, you gotta take a vacation. And, and, and they're like, well, you know, if I take a vacation then like this will pile up and I'm like that, like, that's your, that's your work. Like, this is your life. That's your work. Like you're going to burn out if you don't take a vacation. Like I need you to take a vacation. I need you to, to plan something. I, I, I just mailed everybody. Um, I hope they don't see this before they get them, but I just mailed everybody $500 Airbnb gift cards, um, wrote, wow. a, wrote a little personal note and told them, you know, we couldn't travel much last year, so please, this summer, uh, you know, take a take this and and get out into the outdoors or take a vacation somewhere. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that, I think, is like when you give people like that. I, I like to give it to them like expiring gift cards, so they have to like take it uh, and they have to do it. But yeah, people, some people won't do it unless you force them. No, and that's a great point. And I think that a lot of times, I find personally the same thing. I talk to people who say it's hard to get away for vacation. Oh, and yeah. as you were describing that, I was wondering, sleep is almost like a vacation if you do it well. If you're getting enough sleep, if you're able to really unwind and recharge and, and, and relax. Oh, it's a vacation. It's a, vacation. A, week, a weekend can be a vacation. Absolutely. Like, like I, a Wednesday night can be a vacation. If you go to bed, I think, I think this week there was one night I went to bed at like uh, five in the morning. I was working and I woke up at like nine and just started my day. And I was, I was totally beat. And then, uh, that night, I think I went to bed at like 10 o'clock and I slept till eight and it was fantastic at 10 hours. Um, but so the way that I, I always advise people to sleep is your non REM cycles hit at different times. And so you really want to wake up either at four hours, six hours, seven and a half or nine. And you'll feel much well rested if you wake up at those times. So I actually don't have a set time on my alarm clock, but rather I have, when I go to bed, I look at what time it is and I'll figure out when I have to start my day and I'll set my alarm for exactly six, seven and a half or nine hours. And I try, really try not to come out of sleep at six and a half, seven, eight, eight and a half, because you'll, you're five and a half, like you'll, you'll basically ruin your day if you're coming out at the wrong, the wrong time. So I was going to ask the dumb question about how much sleep is the right amount of sleep, but it sounds like, it sounds like that's pretty universal across people is that the REM cycles are more or less pretty standard. It sounds pretty, like pretty standard. They're pretty standard. And, and, um, and you know, your REM, so people have a misconception a lot. So REM is rapid eye movement. So that's when you're actually uh, in your most active brain activity phase and that's actually your least deep sleep. That's that it's important. There's a lot of lot of uh, good things that come with it, but it's not that like hor growth hormone release, healing release sleep. The non-REM sleep 
when you're just not dreaming and you are just out and dead. Those, I think the first one comes, uh, I think hour and a half in sleep. And then, and then after that, it's like, uh, you know, three hours. So the times I quote earlier were the times when you're coming out of a, of a non-REM cycle. So you're not waking up right in the middle of a deep sleep cycle. Uh, which is if you wake if you wake yourself up in the middle of one of those, you won't feel as rested throughout the day. Um, and so it's really about like there's a lot of a lot of literature on this, a lot of research on this. But if you can get you need the the, the first non every everything in life is eighty twenty. So the first non REM cycle is your most important one. So you you need to get four hours of sleep every night. Like period end of story, you gotta get three and a half four hours of sleep. Otherwise, you're you're missing your your big non-REM cycle, and that's when you get like those nights. We've all had them, college or wherever. You get two hours of sleep. That's when you're that's when you're totally shot the next day because you have no no healing sleep, no deep sleep. Um, and that, but if you get the four, you can pretty usually pretty get through the day, and you can get your some healing. When you get the six, that's your second one, and then seven and a half is your third one. If you're really lucky, you get the nine, you get four. And that's, that's really when you can, you can really match that. So like bodybuilders, for example, and I, you know, I lift weights and I've, I've got a little bit of muscle, but like bodybuilders will, um, sleep for, you know, crazy amounts of time period, like nine hours, like all, like they'll try to get eight, nine hours every night mm-hmm. because it's three or four opportunities for their body to release growth hormone and, um, and actually build and repair. So, and then I have a herniated C4, C5. And I, and it's absolutely true that the more sleep I get, if I can get months in a row of routinely seven, eight hours of sleep, um, I, I have way less pain than I do. And, and that's the only change. So you've confirmed me that I'm doing everything wrong at this point, which is great. Yeah. It's good to know. Knowledge is power, right? Well, I, it's funny because people, oh, yeah, a lot of people, they have, they have to be in the work by 9 a.m., and, you know, they set their alarm clocks for 8 o'clock or 7.45 or whatever it is. And they wake up at the same time every single day. But the problem with that is that they're, you know, they're, if they don't go to bed at the same time every single day. And so if you're, so you really should be adjusting your calendar on the fly. And I know it's really hard for people with kids because my sister and her husband have kids and they wake up by clockwork at the same time pretty much every single day. But if you can... Basically, if you have the luxury of being able to look at your time when you lie down, your head hits the pillow, and instead of knowing, okay, my alarm is going to go off. Oh no, my alarm is going to go off in five hours. Like, oh no, my alarm is going to go off in seven hours. If you can tack on thirty or take off thirty, I do that sometimes. Sometimes I have six and a half, mm-hmm. and I'll take off thirty, and I'll say, no, I'm going to wake up at six oh six and five, and that uh, six hours and five minutes because I give myself five minutes to fall asleep. Like I really try to time it at the six and seven and a half intervals. That's amazing. It, it's, it's it reminds me of this article I've found just, just this week, McKinsey put out a article about sleep. So of course caught my attention because I knew we were talking and they surveyed leaders and it said 70% said that sleep management should be taught in organizations. Yeah. And I thought, man, this is what we should be teaching people is I, you know, how do you know, when do you ever learn about how REM cycles work or how mm-hmm. to be flexible or adjust your, your stuff like this? Never. And, and, and it's, and it's frustrating because people have a lot of people think that REM is when you get your, your healing restorative sleep because it's just the term they've heard, or it's something that sounds like appropriate. And, you know, people think that, Oh, everybody needs eight hours and like, Oh, six hours is kind of the minimum, but they don't know why they don't know 
you know, and really, really four is the minimum, you know, like there are people, I've been successful for long periods of time, 18 months, I think was the longest I went where I was routinely getting four or five hours of sleep every single night. And six hours was a godsend. And um, you can do it, you can do it. Because again, everything's 80 20. But uh, yeah, that's when my neck pain went up and to the right, because Mm. I had, you know, I wasn't getting my, my growth hormone release. So yeah, every, everything from uh, bodybuilding to herniated discs to uh, chronic pain, um, more sleep is, is the answer. It's when your body heals itself. Yeah, the same McKinsey article was talking about the uh, neuroscience, the, the neurophysiology of sleep and talked right. about how that there are many parts of the brain, especially the primitive brain, that don't need as much sleep to perform in, mm-hmm. in their natural way. But that the prefrontal cortex, where we do all of our executive functioning, decision making requires the sleep. And uh, so I I think it's pretty clear that poor sleep shows up in your business results. I think we all kind of knew that instinctively, but it's good to see the science behind it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think that one of the sad things here, we actually started a petition about a month ago on World Sleep Day. It's kind of sad that we don't have uh, we have World Sleep Day. Um, It's become more of a marketing day, unfortunately, like everything else in this country. American workers are so tired and so overworked and people work nine to five. And like I said, they have to set their alarm every day for the same time they come home. Maybe they get home at six or if they're working late seven, we, we expect them to have three or four hours with their family and get everything else done that needs to get done for their actual lives outside of work. And then they, and, and then we, and then that's how we expect them to function if they're going to get seven or eight hours of sleep. And of course, nobody works like that. You have eight hours, eight hours at work, probably 10, if you're like a normal person. And then you've got your probably five or six hours you're spending on your personal life and your family. And then, you know, maybe a couple hours of time waste or entertainment or whatever here and there. And then that's why people are chronically sleep deprived. And so I, I really wish we had a day every year. I think the World Sleep Day is a Thursday. It would be wonderful if we made it a Friday or gave everybody off the Friday after World Sleep Day and just let people sleep for, for a day. I would love to have a national holiday like that. You know, when I first started out as a manager, I struggled to find a leadership approach that fit. I tried to copy other leaders around me, but I always felt like I was walking around in somebody else's clothes. That would have been an awkward conversation. Hey, Matt, is that my sweater? Look, nobody needs that. It all changed for me when I got clear about something that was inside me all along. I'm talking about my personal leadership values. Our values give our leadership purpose, direction, and focus. Now, I know what you're thinking. Sounds great, Matt, but how am I supposed to know what my leadership values are? All right, all right, calm down. I've coached many aspiring leaders on how to identify their leadership values, and now I'd like to help you do the same. I created a quick, free, and simple leadership values worksheet for you. Consider it my way of saying thanks for listening. To get your worksheet, just go to mattpepsel.com values. In less than 10 minutes, you'll walk away with a clear sense of your most deeply held leadership value and ideas to bring more of this yummy goodness into your day-to-day leadership. So go to mattpepsel.com values to get your free worksheet. Your next leadership level awaits. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by this no- notion that vacations and taking a week away can be hard to carve out, but you know, sleep can be a mini vacation that shouldn't be that hard. It should, it really shouldn't. But um, and you know, and then, then, then there's a ton of other things around this. And you know, I'm in the sleep industry. Sheets and giggles. You know, we haven't even talked about the company, but but sheets and giggles. You know, we have to educate people a lot on why they're not getting good good sleep. And I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, they they come, succumb to the really cheap online mattress or the really cheap 
online cheats. And a lot of times people will say, I'm, I'm sweating like crazy. I, I wake up in a, in a pool. And that's the other thing is it's not just about the amount of sleep. It's about uninterrupted sleep. And so that, that's the thing that I think is really screwing people over is they might get eight hours, but if they're waking up at hour two, they miss their first non-REM cycle. If they're waking up at hour five, they miss their second. And if they're waking up at hour seven, they miss their third. And so what, if, you, if you're someone who's sleeping for eight hours throughout the night, but you're waking up three or four times because you're waking up in a pool of cold sweat, you are you know, waking up because you're feeling scratchy or skin aggravation or some type of reaction. You're waking up because you know, your back hurts. Yeah, that's for me. I used to wake up because my neck hurt, my back hurts. You're not, you're, you might as well be sleeping for two hours or three hours because you're not getting that non, those non-REM cycles. And so, you know, a lot of people will buy the $250, $400 mattress that's made out of polyurethane foam that's holding all their heat underneath them and pooling their sweat and making them sweat like a friggin', you know, like a sieve. And then you've got uh, people who are buying the $19, $20, $30 polyester sheets, which, by the way, are the number one source of microplastics in our waterways is polyester. And, you know, they're buying these petrochemical-based plastic sheets, basically, that feel soft when you feel them because they're synthetic and they're made to be as soft as possible. But they're like a tomb. You sleep in them and they, they trap all your heat inside of them. And they might be comfortable in the winter occasionally because it really traps you. It traps that heat in. But year-round, these things are nightmares. And so, and then, you know, people eat a ton of meat. They drink a ton of booze. And, and they, they keep telling us, they're like, I keep sweating at night. Like, can your sheets help me? Can your sheets help? And it's like, yes, they can. But also, do you have a cheap foam mattress? Like, are you drinking a lot of booze? Are you eating a ton of meat? Like, what? Like, what's in? And we have to let people know that, like, yes, our sheets do evenly distribute moisture and are extremely breathable and cooling. They're eucalyptus lyocell. It's like the best material for hot sleepers. But at the same time, you've got to make other changes in your life if you're actually gonna wind up changing the way that you get your sleep and changing the way that you get your sleep can be completely life-changing for someone. And that's actually the thing I didn't realize when I found the Cheats and Giggles. I did not realize that for, because it was just a fun company, fun company, boring space, sustainable product, do something different. It was very enticing to me from like a creative business model perspective, but I did not realize the impact that we would have on some people on such a deep, personal level where you know people will write us emails saying i'm, I'm crying I, I haven't slept through the night in three years and people with eczema who say your sheets are the only thing that don't aggravate my skin condition and people with fibromyalgia we have people with als and ms who suffer from overheating at night women going through menopause and hot flashes and it's just um it's just really wild to see the impact that sleep can have on people. And uh, I feel very privileged to be able to have this kind of intimate relationship with, with so many people. Yeah. The testimonials on your website and some of those stories that they're sharing about how you know, your product, your sheets in this case have, have really changed their sleep and their lives. It, it's, it's amazing to me. It's, 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 it's really heavy. I, it, sometimes it, it freaks me out, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I don't want the, I, I guess I would say I didn't want this. I didn't want like this wasn't anything that was in my original plan. I just wanted to, to build a, a fun company that did good in the world that I could be proud of. And, you know, your initial two or three thousand customers, five thousand customers, 
they're just people that are buying buying bed sheets, buying cool bed sheets. You you reach them in different ways. When you start to scale the, you know, I think we're about to ship our 100,000th box. You, you reach so many people, so many families, so many individual like individual lives, and um, it's just it's. I I think that it's I, th- I should probably start writing some blog posts or something because I think that it's like it's the stories that we get and the emails that we get from people they make our day every time like I share them with the team the customer service team shares them with the team Facebook comments and stuff we share that all the time and it's just wild I love how you started that too with the the humility of you know it, it's it kind of freaks you out a little bit this responsibility you have it yeah you're like the you're like the Spider Man of sleep you know great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great story. It's a great brand, obviously, that you created. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you stumbled into probably more than you bargained for. It's, it's really cool. But. I, my, dad, my dad always says, tiger by the tail. Yeah, tiger tiger by the tail. tail. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and, and teaching us some sheet about sleep today. That yeah. was pretty cool. Thanks, that was a fun conversation. I'm glad. And a lot, you know, thanks for having me on to the podcast. Hey, before I forget, where can my listeners go to learn more about you and about Sheets and Giggles? I'm really easy to find go just go to sheetsgiggles.com and then also we have a wonderful url on amazon amazon.com slash sheets perfect i saw your tweet where you said i don't know how we got this but we got it they, they should not have let us have that they should take that away from us <laughs> and they actually i'm legally say they should not and they cannot it's against their terms of service but and they shouldn't they shouldn't i, I just so impressed with the success that you've had parlaying the sheets into comforters now and i'm so happy to hear about the mattresses too I, it's 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 phenomenal it's phenomenal thank you i appreciate it we're, we're really excited and uh and thanks for spreading the word man i got a lot of my conversation with colin Here are my top three takeaways from today's episode. One, prioritize sleep. The work will always be there, so give yourself the chance to rest and rejuvenate. You'll improve your performance and you can pick up where you left off. Two, aim for uninterrupted sleep. The quality of your sleep matters as much as the quantity. Three, change your sleep, change your life. You may have to make lifestyle changes to things like your exercise and diet, but when you improve your sleep, you'll improve your results. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for making this investment in your leadership ability, and thanks for sharing this podcast with another aspiring leader who needs to hear it. All right, leaders, until next time, don't just manage the business when you can lead the people. We just won Best of Overall Sheets and Good Housekeeping's March 2021 issue. My mom texted me that photo of her Good Housekeeping magazine and she said did you know you won i said no when your mom's sending you a picture of her good housekeeping issue <laughs> when you arrived you arrived arrived yeah